Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. This is the Girls Who Do Stuff. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madrid. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Today we have Alexis on the show, and Alexis is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And she's going to tell us all about why we need to oh, pay attention. Women need to pay attention to their pelvic floors and men need to pay attention to their women paying attention to their pelvic floors and all the things. And I have, I a, pel- even I have a pelvic floor. Even men need to pay attention. Well, yeah, yeah. men need to pay attention. But like, Because <laughs> I didn't even know about mine until after kids. I didn't even. Know. I didn't. I the only reason I knew about it was because we had a pelvic floor PT at the rehab. Mm. So it was like a it's like advanced. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have known either if I didn't have any issues after kids. I would have just been like, hey, everything's fine. That was the only reason why I did know, because we did. And that's that's a cute rehab. So they do things like they pay attention to as opposed to subacute rehabilitation. <laughs> and that was also during the time when a lot of women were getting the the mesh surgeries yeah, yeah, yeah. for their. Yeah. For prolapse, for prolapse uterus and bladders. And, and that was like really not the right thing to do. And so there was a lot of things that were failing and people needed to come in for public floor PT. So for those of our listeners that have no idea what the hell we're Yeah, so let's just, (laughs) yeah, you do the explanation. We need a little explanation about the pelvic floor. I guess a mini anatomy lesson, the pelvic floor is just like a little group of muscles that sit at the base of your pelvis, like a hammock. Sometimes it's described as, and it's going to be responsible for normal bowel function, bladder function, and sexual function. So those muscles really contribute to all those. If you think about the bull, each of those systems pierce those muscles. They're going to contribute to any type of, let's say, urinary incontinence. If you have weakness through the pelvic floor, you have tearing during childbirth, you need to learn how to manage the pressure. If you have full intercourse, you need to learn how to relax the muscles. You have constipation, learning how to manage that so that the pelvic floor can function a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and it, yeah. How does I mean, it? Con- how does it? What is its relation, if any, with Kundalini? Kundalini. Yeah. Sorry, did I just say? Y'all looked at me like I said a bad word. Like it was like. I don't really know. I th- I know half of that word. <laughs> I was, but I don't know the lini. I'm like, have y'all never heard of that word? No, I haven't. I feel like I can Google it, but I'm scared. I know. <laughs> is, is it a singular plural? Oh I wish that the listeners could be <laughs> watching her in the, the studio. And I was like, Jesus, like, did you what is it? Was going to say Kudalini, or did you think she was going to say Kudalinga? That's what I thought. That's what I thought she was going to say. And I was like, is that plural for Kudalinga? singular? So, sure. And Joe, please do look it up for us because I'm just expressing what I know it to be, and I could be wrong. Essentially, it's like a. You it's could a, tell us anything at this point. Oh, they're going to believe you. <laughs> My understanding of what it is, is essentially the energetic power source that's down there in your uh, like the yoni. All right. Stuff. Correct. Yeah. Okay. In, all right. Ready? In Hinduism, Kundalini is a form of divine feminine energy believed to be located ah. at the base of the spine in the Muladhara. It is an important concept in Tantra. Mm. Um, and it's believed sense. to be a force or power. What can I say? With a <laughs> we, all, we all just looked at you like you mispronounced Kunalita. No, y'all, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, let me tell you something. Yeah. About this, <laughs> this is my favorite. So it's associated with the divine feminine or formless aspect of the goddess. This energy in the body, when cultivated and awakened through tantric practice, is believed to lead to spiritual liberation. 
So we all need to liberate our kundalini. Yes. I think we just found the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for you to make the graphic for the episode. So I'll take that question back because now you can't answer it because you were like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Well, it basically is fine. It's general area. Mm-hmm. I have also rather like the pelvic floor and like uh, the psoas and all those hip muscles mm-hmm. deep in there, the soul of your body. It makes sense. That's where our, like our energy comes mm-hmm. from, especially as women. That's where we carry babies. And and it makes sense. That's where the magic happens. Energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> magic there. And we also close off a lot there with yeah. different issues that can face us in our lives. That's the first thing that we can start to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't want to get into because yep. it can be it's a very vulnerable place. It could be challenging. Right. Well, and there's there so might be a lot of unhealed shame, there. trauma, mm-hmm. yep. you know, resentment, intimacy issues, like all of the things. All of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so how, is I'm the, not a freak. You're not yeah. a freak. <laughs> I learned sailor with a man. Here to acknowledge that this is how, that's how I felt when I said amalgamation and everybody looked at me like I was making up some weird ass word. I don't know where you heard that since you don't read. <laughs> I said she was not a reader. No. I said, we have it on, on a recording. Like, Sarah doesn't read. I said, Sarah doesn't read. And then I was like, but it meant, what I meant by it was that she's not a reader. Oh. She's not a book reader. Okay. But anyway. You don't know how to read. Listen to the Chauncey Zalkin <laughs> episode for that information. Okay. So then tell us how people come in contact. Like, how does it come about that people are connecting with you? Yeah, so the most obvious one is postpartum. So I feel like if anyone's actually heard of pelvic floor PT, that's the first thing that comes to mind. After I have a baby, I need to have my pelvic floor checked because a baby came out of it. But there's so many other things pelvic floor physical therapy can help with. So you figure, like I said, any one of those systems, I'll see people during pregnancy for any pregnancy-related pain, postpartum for that pelvic floor check, whether it's a vaginal birth or a cesarean, just to rehab because you figure it's taken nine months to grow a baby. Mm-hmm. And the type of advice you get from like your OB, for example, or whoever you're seeing is often, okay, six weeks, you're good to go. See you later. <laughs> or eight weeks if you had it. Or eight weeks of the C-section, but no real guidance as no. to, okay, there's things you can be doing in the first two weeks postpartum, the first four weeks, six weeks. Six weeks is an arbitrary number that's right. just is based on basic healing principles. No, it's based on and sometimes insurance, but that's because sometimes you can return to stuff quicker than yeah. six weeks. It's if you had no tearing, but a vaginal birth, it doesn't mean you should run. You might be able to, if you feel up for it. Most women don't feel up for sex at four weeks postpartum, but if you do, more power to you. Walk <laughs> at four weeks postpartum. Like, yeah. Like, it's also like, like, if you have internal stitches, if you have, yeah. like, you're exposing things to. Right. So other, that's where that kind of came from. Yeah. For, to outside yeah. germs and things. So you don't want to. Present I'm infection. Just, I'm having area. traumatic flashbacks. <laughs> I was scared to have, after Nicholas. I was scared to have sex because I was terrified that it was going to feel different. I was terrified that something was going to be. Like, I think and I didn't talk not, about yeah. it. Like I couldn't even wear tampons, and I couldn't talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't ask mm-hmm. my OB, like, why do tampons not work for me anymore? It was why. What do you think made it to where you felt like you couldn't talk about it? I didn't know what was normal or not normal, mm-hmm. and I didn't have. I don't know. I just, it was like, it was just an afterthought. I was like, fuck it. I'll just wear pads. Like it doesn't really, it, it didn't have enough of an impact Correct. for me to be like, this is, so this is impacting my life in a negative way. I need, there's other things I could do. And then I found the cup and I was like, mm, amazing. That's oh, where. And I think that's a common thing with women is that us, we, we don't give enough information about what to expect right. um, postpartum. We're much more concerned about how does the nursery look? And yeah. 
do I have all the gadgets instead of being like, hey, here's how your body responds post-pregnancy. And especially with a first baby, because then you're like so worried about, am I doing X, Y, Z? There's so much sensory input about the feeding and the caring and all all about baby. I did freaking Bradley method classes to get me, but no one was like, here's what you can do after. Like, right. Because the focus is like, Baby, yeah, baby. yeah, no, entirely. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Guess I'll bring you a casserole in there. Yeah, go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. After Samantha, like I drove myself to my doc, my seven day doctor's appointment after my C section with Samantha because I didn't have a ride and wow, I had to go do those things. And she was like, "You're clear to drive." I was like, "That's good because I drove myself here." Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, pretty good. And that has to do with the seatbelt and the, like it just yeah. like the way that you move. You don't realize what muscles are. Yeah, like C sections are very normalized because so many women have them. Forget too, that's a major abdominal yeah. surgery, yeah. and you go through a lot of trauma, and then you're expected to carry a newborn, and you might have you a can't lift with your more than ten pounds. However, yeah. you have to carry this giant car seat yeah. with the bit. Yeah, it's. Fortunately, Samantha was like under four pounds. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking if, if men were the ones that gave birth, we would have, we'd be giving each other medals. You'd yeah, be like yeah. six months off of yeah. work. Yeah. We'd be Everyone carried around by other child. There would be like no, no more yeah. children. There would be no more children in general. Race would die out. There'd be a whole new invention, like some kind of post-birth wheelchair right. that they could yeah, clown around in for six months they're, after the fact. They would figure out a way to like, that's it where reclined. the, that's yeah. where the pod, <laughs> that's where the pod people would come from because they wouldn't want to carry them anymore. So they'd figure out a way to throw them outside the body. Yeah. yeah. Like there would be nannies for the dads. Yeah. yeah. So women are just tougher. They're like, here's a casserole. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. And I really try because I'm all my core values. We're all equally worthy. And I'm like, we're equally worthy of love and respect and understanding. And so I really try. But I'm like, I'm sorry. Women are superior. I can't help it. Like we, for all the reasons yes. you just said, <laughs> Jill, I'm like, I try. I still love my, I still love men. Yay, men. But I mean, they have their place. Like, I, 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 right. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I had that same thought. Birth the babies. Day. I was like, we, we carry them so that we can easily, so they can easily access the feeding, but we're, you know, still doing all the things. Like, there's not, like, we don't, yeah. we well, can't stop. The reason it came up is because my seven-year-old was like, boys are better than girls. And I'm like, <laughs> let me just clear it up for you real quick. They're not. <laughs> and here's why. And I was like, it is based on science. I was like, would you like me to pull up the stats? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, he's in the shower. Like, we're going to have a conversation about this. <laughs> and I was like, let me just educate you real quick. That's so true. So true. Mm-hmm. So like, why is it important for us to pay attention to our pelvic floors? Like the. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is like our pelvic floors are responsible for peeing, pooping and sex. And there I- it is. What else is more important, really? You do at least one of those every day. Hopefully all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. No, thank you. <laughs> no, well, that, I mean, there are some people who that works for and then there are others that it doesn't and we're not it's going to invalidate yeah good we're not we going to validate to. or shame one or the other it just is what it is <laughs> but yeah hopefully you are at least the first two two out of yeah. three ain't bad two, right. out of three. two out of three is pretty good and a lot of people and patients that don't poop every day so right, right. definitely ones that don't have sex every day yeah well that's the thing is like how ever. would somebody know because like how you were saying is you didn't prioritize right. it because mm-hmm. uh, the whole menstruation well, change, tampon yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Change, right? Like we, how do we 
like it's motivational, right? So how do you know, like, how would somebody know either one, what pelvic floor is Two, oh, that's related, that issue is related to my pelvic floor. Oh, it's impacting my life that, ah, so I can make it a higher priority. I think, and something you touched on was that, like, we're trained, especially as women, that, like, these issues are normal, especially postpartum. Oh, it's normal to pee your pants. Like, it's normal to not be able to wear a tampon. And so I think the first step is more conversation. It's never normal to pee your pants, except for when you're a toddler or you lose bladder function as you for some specific reason, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a it's very common. That doesn't <laughs> it's mean common, it's, it's that normal. Oh, yeah. no, that's a good distinction. Yeah, because yeah. like literally, we were playing Ghost in the Graveyard one night with every yeah. everybody over, and I hadn't peed first, and I'm running to get to base, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, gotta slow down. Not gonna help. Yeah, I went into the bathroom, like peed, emptied my yeah. breath, and then I was like, now it's on, bitches. Right. Yeah. I'm taking <laughs> down. And I like the gravy. Like my bladder's empty. Right. percent of the time, I don't pee when I sneeze, but there are sometimes, like if I'm uh, there, it happens. Yeah, like, you I know. think it's so caught. And and women are just we're used to that region. We were in tampons. We yeah. Pads, like so More like is that pee or is that what did I yeah, do what was yeah. that coming out yeah. I don't know and it's funny the pelvic floor obviously anatomically is a little different between men and women mm. but very similar most of the parts but I don't really see I won't say any men with urinary incontinence but very few and I'm like oh, if men were in their pants there would be a real quick fixer they would like mm. be right to the doctor but women are just like oh just put a pad in it's cool no problem. Or or buy the underpants that are right, now special and pretty that they yeah. make the commercials about that you can dance and do yeah. all the things <laughs> that you can do with these pretty throwaway underpants. So then what does pelvic floor PT entail? Yeah, so if someone is finds me, <laughs> which a lot of times people find me by just Googling. Like they, they don't ask their doctor, but they'll type it in the uh, mm-hmm. search bar. And, they'll, and then pelvic floor physical therapy will come up and they'll start reading about all the things that can help with. And they'll think, oh, okay, this seems like somewhere I have to be. So the pelvic floor, you just it's a group of muscles. It's just a little bit harder to get to. So mm. you would rehab an ACL tear, right? right. So I don't know why we don't automatically rehab like a vaginal birth recovery or a C-session recovery because right. that's a huge trauma to the body. The amount of trauma the body goes through in childbirth is way more extensive than a football player who blows out his knee. Mm-hmm. And we have money. We wouldn't tell him, hey, yeah, just rest for six weeks and now you can go run. Just cut it off. You know. Here's a casserole. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're good. Uh, we take him through all the phases of rehab. So that's, that's what we should do. And then a lot of people come with me to me for just general pelvic pain. So it's, they might have had traditional outpatient orthopedic therapy for a wonky hip or a pain in the groin or any of that stuff. And it doesn't quite get all the way better. And I'll think back, like, I primarily did orthopedics before I specialized in pelvic floor. And I can think back to a lot of patients that would get almost all the way better, but there'd be a little bit that didn't, mm-hmm. like 10%. They didn't mm-hmm. get to that last 10%. And now I think back and, oh, never address the pelvic floor. It's the center of your body. It connects the upper and the lower body. It stabilizes it. Every time you take a deep, deep breath in, you're moving your pelvic floor. It's this dynamic system. So it has all of these, in addition to those other functions with bowel function, bladder function, and sexual function, every breath you're using, you're using to stabilize all of those abdominal contents that sit in there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to stabilize, that's when you get some of those things like prolapse or leaking. So with the pelvic pains, people will come in because they're just like, 
they're not getting better and there's something that's missing. And then we address, okay, how do you contract the pelvic floor? How do you relax it? And if there's any points in there internally that need to be released, I can release those. It's the same as if I release your trap when it's really tight, like your shoulder muscle or like your quad. It's just a little harder to get to the muscles. So let me ask this. Now my, I'm very visual. Now I'm playing this movie in my head and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> as opposed to a banana hammock, it is a tissue hammock. Right. But just, just like, like style, style like I release the trap. And you can take this out if you need to. I know. Okay. But in my mind, I'm going, wait, are you shoving like a... your hand in people's vaginas? <laughs> Just a blood finger. Oh, so you are? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Shoving a hand. Not a whole hand. That's You described it like a cow birth. Trying to wrap around yeah, it is that. visual. Yeah. We're intimidating them. Yeah. No, but now I know why. Okay, so yeah. here, let me back up and give okay. a little Okay, so the first time I ever learned about this is a friend of mine was telling me about how she had been years of not having sex in her marriage because it was so painful and it felt like razor blades. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I finally, like, I found out about pelvic floor PT, but I'm so scared to go. And I'm like, that's looking probably at her. What, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but, but, but you're missing sex. Like, I was like, the, the, the cost, the cost benefit, benefit analysis. analysis. Yeah. I was like. But, what would the ROI be but, if you went? But wait, get, yeah. Now I know because I would be. I'm not. I'm be real with you. Oh yeah. If I knew you were about to get frisky with me and shove your <laughs> up my vagina, I would be hesitant <laughs> because I wouldn't view it like I go to my OBGYN and I'm like, shove away. Let's do the dang right. thing. But it, I wouldn't. Another I would have to shift my yeah. mindset in order to be like, no, this is uh, like this is it. Essentially, this is a medical. It is right, and you're like, yeah. But I would have had to do that. Yeah, so that's why when when patients come to me, they usually have some idea of that because they've done some googling. But I do a really thorough explanation. I have my pelvis model, and I talk about where the mm -hmm. muscles are. And I said, this is how I do the examination. It's an internal digital assessment. So I said it's like going to the gynecologist, except there's no speculums, and. The purpose of it is different. So it's a muscular assessment. It's not, we're not doing a pap or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's just to see how do the muscles contract? And even more importantly, how do they relax after that contraction? Are they mobile? And oftentimes if there's pain, there are tension points within the pelvic floor. So when I assess, I view the pelvic floor um, like a clock. So your pubic bone in the front is like noon, 12 o'clock, and the anus is six. And you can stop basically on each point of the clock to see is there tension, is there tenderness. And if there is, the release is just basically a push and a hold. Mm -hmm. So I can't see what yeah. I'm doing right here. But it's like a hooked She's, finger. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there's like pelvic wands that are um, made for um, releasing the pelvic floor. And that's exactly how they're shaped. And you mm -hmm. go on each point And then there's a lot of talking throughout it. Okay, what does that feel like? And most of the time patients can feel, oh, that side feels more painful. Mm -hmm. Or that feels really tense. And then we'll just push and hold and wait for it to release. And then I go to all the different points. And we like to keep the pain low. So like for your friend, like you're describing... If she's having painful intercourse and everything hurts, her system is really upregulated. So we have to calm that down. Mm -hmm. And you do that with treatments or like a vaginal dilator, for example, would be something that she probably used if she went where 
you're re- you're reintroducing something to that region, but you're staying under like a two or three out of 10 pain because you don't, there's no information that is important enough for me to gather by going above that shoulder. Yep. What um, is a vaginal dilator? So a giant tamp. <laughs> and do you like crank it? Or, no, so, so you can start. <laughs> so the, I mean, I, or, <laughs> you're allowed to say whatever. Okay. Can say this All right. That's what people like, see. They'll be like, yeah. oh, you want me to get this sex toy? And I was like, no, it's a dilator. It's a vaginal dilator. <laughs> so Not a it, sex toy. It, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So is it expanding the vaginal? <laughs> so, but not, so <laughs> like you're not going from, like, like, you're not shoving a range in there. They get larger. Uh, yeah. Except, okay. yeah. Like, a, right. Like you're not going to be like, here's Ray J. I'm at a yeah. 10. You're going to be like, here's a pinky. Yeah. Oh, I have, I, like I've we're had... not sticking our whole hand up her veg. Correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's not, I'm not fisting today. Correct. No. We're practicing of like slow dilation. Right. Yeah. I had some women whose primary goal is I, I want to be able to get a pap smear. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to wear a tampon. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. We've mm-hmm. got to start somewhere. So for some reason or another, and of course there could be trauma involved. Right. That could right. be why that started. Or it could be a number of traumas across the board. Like I had one patient who... The first time she had her period, she was at a swim meet. So she had to use a tampon. I was like, I don't know. Many people use a tampon the first time they get the period. You? Yeah. My mm-hmm. mom traumatized the shit out of So I that's. Yelled at. Yeah. I had to do it because we were at a family reunion and I had told my cousins that I would swim with them. I didn't know that I was going to get my period later that day while we were all playing basketball. Yeah. And so she was like, you made a commitment and you said you, and here's how you, and she's doing, and I'm like, <laughs> that's very traumatic. Yeah. yeah. My mom's not a good person. Well, we, we know this, but we, we've been through this. We've unpacked but a lot that, of it. Yeah. But that is like, I'm, I'm horrified by that. Pain with sex ever in your life or? The answer to that was yes. Did I not use tampons for years afterwards, yeah. even though I had a huge, like heavy period and like pad after pad after, because I was so traumatized? Yes. Mm-hmm. Might need to schedule an appointment. I know. As you're talking, I'm like, I feel like I need to schedule. Why do you think I know about it? I've been trying to do my own work, okay? You're like, right there. Right, right there. Oh, shit. Um, my healing journey, people. All right, it's, it's all a journey. It's all, But I think it's really important to normalize these conversations. You're like, we're laughing, we're having fun, and yeah. we're forgetting that Joe's in the room. I'm like, shit, my parents are going to listen to this. Because my mom listens to every episode. We have to normalize these conversations. We have yeah. to say, like, pain during sex or during any type of stimulation down there, whether it's self-propelled or other propelled, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not normal. Not normal. That's what I tell a lot of I have so many. Um, have pain had... during urination is not normal. No, any type of pain any during pain a region. natural function is not normal. Honestly, that's why I started Pilates to begin with. Is I was like, because it was after Lennox, and I was like, I just want to be able to have sex without it hurting. That was my, and somebody said Pilates, and I was like, okay. Yeah. But that's my I, whole Pilates thing. Pilates is great. I was like, I just want to be able to have sex without it being painful. So I, I cannot, like, it. imagine having, that would be devastating. Well, because after Lennox, everything moved. They yeah. were in different positions. Like, every, it was like yeah. relearning everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally different. But was he, Pilates uh, was very helpful. Birth or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Pilates is great. That's why my never changed. <laughs> but other issues, I had two C-sections yeah. too. Yeah. So that's where I, why I went to pelvic floor PT and my journey into it is after my second C-section, because I had so much scar tissue from the first one, 
and you don't know until you're in there right. the second time. And they're like, oh, this is connected to that. And this is connected. <laughs> oh, well, that's wrong. Why did that happen? You're like, why are you saying but, that? Yeah, like, for the second oh. one, the surgeon opened me up and he was like, who did your first one? And I was like, Dr. Apgar, he's, I thought that that looked familiar. Oh, it was his partner. He was like, yeah. he recognized this, the, the pattern. You're like, is there a smiley face? I'm like, I have a picture of But like, sure. yeah. you know, I guess I was fortunate that I didn't have what I, there wasn't a whole, and yeah, the OBGYN's name was Dr. Apgar. So that's awesome. Was, yeah, I know. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> I know. Oh, but that's, but we don't, right? You don't know. You don't yeah, know. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, as a physical therapist, I like to know how yeah. everything fits. So I'm reading my opera report and mm-hmm. like they didn't explain that to me yeah and so it made sense as i read that because i tried to v-back for the second yep. one and all of the pain i had in labor felt like anatomically i was like it feels like every time i have a contraction my ureters are just pulling and they're like yeah. what are you talking about right. like but that's how i visualized it and then afterwards just along with all that's like the abdominal discomfort i had no urge to urinate i was like that seems problematic. I would, just, <laughs> I would go because I had, so I didn't have the leaking, but like I never felt like I had to pee. So I was like, okay, that's weird. And then what ultimately really drove me is that, this is the little info about my life, <laughs> is that orgasm was different. I was like, oh, this is, instead of it being like, ooh, really great to that yeah. climax and then down, it was like, like oh hell. god, how disappointing! And I was like, like something left in the tank. Yes, nothing. Yeah, yes. I was like, it's just it wasn't as strong and yeah. wasn't as pleasurable. And I was See, like, and that's that another sucks. reason why to have a vibrator. If there's something left in the tank and it's left there, and he's done. <laughs> just saying, no, there is no he's done until he no, but he, they're finally it up because. It, but I think there's a couple other. There's a couple points to that. Number one, your orgasms can change just over time, right? Yeah. As your body as you grow is like. Your relationship changes and, and things grow. Like you could have different orgasms with different people. Like who knows? But like some of that does shift and change. But when right, it's specific right. like that, where you're like, it used to be, whoa, fireworks. And, now you know, like now little, it's like, uh, uh, oh, my, my heart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm a PT. Like, I know I've heard of pelvic floor. I didn't know much about it, but I was like. I know that this is also a muscular function. So let me go to pelvic PT. And it helped. I did. And so that was like my first little intro to it. And then when I moved down to North Carolina, I was like, I'm burned out from doing just orthopedic therapy. I love doing therapy and working with people it's, and helping them, but it's routinized. Like it's, yeah. like you're, you're and it's like so many patients yeah. all the time and mm-hmm. um, so much exercise and not that like really one on one care. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of shifting to some doula work, but then I thought, well, I went to school this time to be a PT. I don't want to give that up. And then the pelvic floor, like a, a job opening became available. And I was like, well, I don't really, I'm not really qualified, but I'm going to apply anyway. <laughs> and I thought like, when was I most passionate about learning in my life? And it wasn't during my pregnancies, not mm-hmm. even during PT school. It was like, I want to know about all the stuff. And then I was like horrified at all the information that they didn't give you or yep. even the what the bad information they gave you so it was me reading and being like that has no evidence behind it this is yeah. safe even though they tell you it's <laughs> was not like when I, yeah when i had the breakdown at my seven month appointment where i was like i don't know what else i'm supposed to be asking i don't have the information i'm just overwhelmed <laughs> there's so much yeah there's and if everyone should be you want to have providers that are going to tell you yeah the information then let you make a choice. Right. Yes. Not and just stand there and be like, what else can I tell you? That's what that was. That's what yes. sparked the breakdown. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. What am I supposed to ask? Yes. And exactly. Yes. I said, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to ask. What? Tell me. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, calm down. I was like, but I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's, yeah. 
But yeah, that's such a good point. What no, that's a moment. Me if that, that, yeah, yeah. I have questions. Tell yeah. me. They should just send you the pelvic PT. Yeah. They, they love to just talk, talk, and educate and educate. Mm-hmm. Because it's. I think that's my most passionate thing about working with people is just to tell people, like, okay, this is how your body works and this is how it functions. Because so often, like, you never have gotten that. Yep. And then one thing we touched on earlier was the painful sex. Mm -hmm. It's like, what even as women are we told, like, the first time you have sex, it's going to hurt. And so then when it hurts the second time and the third time and the fourth time, no wonder it's normalized. Mm -hmm. But sometimes sex is just painful for people. It doesn't have to be like that. That's not a normal life. And I think that if we shift the conversation to women, the first time they have sex, Mm -hmm. there's there's this piece of skin that can tear and that can cause a little bit of pain. Mm -hmm. And that should stop. Right. Make sure this is why it's important to have an intimacy with your partner and that you guys, you, know, you have these conversations about like things feeling good and not feeling good and doing the other things before the main attraction. And yeah. then, but I think in this society, especially in our puritanized society that like you're not supposed to talk about sex being or anything other than procreation or it's taboo right. or like, how dare you talk about it? It's going to make you want to have it. I hope it does make you want to have it with the right person at the right mm-hmm. time. And can, not feeling painful. And, not and feeling if it does, painful. then going and Googling yeah. and calling it. And yeah. calling me, yeah. yeah. And if everyone's pleasure is equal. Like mm-hmm. your pleasure is as important as my pleasure. Yeah. Partner. That's so important to say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, we're not here to serve yeah. and be subservient. We're, it is, we're all entitled to having that experience. Yeah. And it's, and we're entitled to having the experience of a, having a positive experience after childbirth, having a positive experience with our partners, having a positive experience with whatever it is, you're entitled to it. It's not, and if, and if it's something feels wrong, if it's painful, it can be common, but it shouldn't be normal. And if we chat more about these things, have deep conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Also, like our partners want to know those things. I know we, we like they don't bash on the blind sometimes. No. Like, yeah, like they it, like a good blueprint for success. Right. right. And if the, you know your body better, then you are able to tell your partner what do you like, and they mm-hmm. want to know. They want to be able to. Get I want a blueprint, want. and I, like I want yeah. a blueprint for success. Make my life easier. Give me the right. blueprint. Right. Like my little to the left. Turn to here. To the right. Yep. <laughs> you know? I, yes. Yep. Don't leave me guessing. Because then I don't oh, want to yeah. have to give. There's. I don't always want to have to give you the blueprint. So I want you to get to know it so that we. I don't have to think right. about it. Right. Exactly. Yep. yep. I'm a quick learner. Give me blueprint. Yeah. Well, got it. I'm good at things. Yes. <laughs> and if I'm not, I'll get good. And yes. that, right? <laughs> And like to feel empowered to have the conversation. Like it can be uncomfortable and you can still have the conversation. If you need to have a conversation where you guys are not even looking at each other, where you're just back to back. So that you don't have text or or through text, like whatever it is that's going to make it easier for you or Zoom with the cameras off so that you can be like, (laughs) I need you to know these things, but I need to know that you're not judging me and that it's not going to get messy when we talk about these things. Like that, that is important. Just have the conversations, right? To say, I like this. I don't like this. And when you did this, it made me uncomfortable. But when you did this, I really liked it. And so those are, and I think that we, I having these conversations and by putting it out there and that's why before we started we, that's where we started talking about vibrators and i was like every woman needs a fucking vibrator i don't care who you are you need one and and sarah was like no i don't and i'm like that's fine but i was like don't put me out that i was judgy <laughs> no didn't i said i am no, good that, i've been yeah, here i don't want that. to eat for you that's why i was like sarah was it like, does not mm-hmm. provide I mean, me with what i right seek 
Exactly. And so there there are like if you're hearing this and and it you get one and it doesn't work, that's cool. Try another one. Try another one. <laughs> Try it with your partner. Maybe that's the answer, right? And fun that way. And so having these conversations where we are normalizing talking about sex, talking about the sexual experience, talking about that these are important conversations, not just to ha- have them with your friends, have them mm-hmm. with your Yeah. Cuz that's the thing is if my friend wouldn't have disclosed. And the only, here's the thing that I've learned over the years. Once you disclose, then people are disclosing to you all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yes. And so I disclose, I'm going to PT because, the, and then that's when oh, you're a safe person. I can talk to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. experiencing razor blades and I haven't had sex in years. And did it, and I was like, oh. and I'm so it, that's what opened up yeah. the conversation. But if it just takes one person having the courage to be vulnerable and open up, that mm-hmm. creates the space and the permission yes. that somebody else feels relieved of talk about it. Yep. Yes. It's the, and to do That's it without. That's the freaking reason we started this goddamn show. It is. <laughs> it is to create that impact for if one person walks away from this saying, I learned something new and I didn't know this wasn't normal and I'm going to go seek out pelvic floor PT, then we have done. Correct. Then it was All the hell. good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all good things, all good things. So now tell our listeners, because not just any PT, like we would love. (laughs) I would love for them to come to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the I have a practice in Cary. It's called Empower Public Floor Physical Therapy. CaryIntegrativeHealth.com. Or EmpowerPublicFloor.com. So either either place you can get to it. And Mm. all my information is on my website. I'm considered an out-of-network provider because I don't take insurance. And the reason I chose to do that was just because I really want to be able to spend as much time as I need with patients and not be dictated about what I can mm-hmm. and can't do. For sure. And so that's what I do. Sometimes I'll spend upwards to an hour and a half with a patient, mm-hmm. and it's just because we need to talk through a lot of stuff, especially the first visit. And that might not be every visit, but I like to just have the ability to do that and then also to do all hands-on therapy mm-hmm. a lot of times in traditional therapy and not that there's a way of doing it or not but a lot of times dictated by insurance is you're doing a lot of exercise you're doing a lot of it's not different as much manipulation and yeah and i like to do manual therapy the whole time you're there mm-hmm. because you can't do that at home mm-hmm. so i want to have my hands on you in some way mm-hmm. so i do a lot of abdominal work because just working especially like post c-section or any abdominal surgery if you get stuck through that abdomen that's mm-hmm. going to impact all your pelvic function as well So I want to be able to do that. I want to work at the sacrum, at the hips, at the pelvic floor, and just spend my time doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's how I focus my care. And then a lot of, I like to have a lot of communication with my patient outside Mm -hmm. of, here's all this education I want to give you. Here's some handouts. Here's this. Email me whenever you want. Like, Mm -hmm. text me, whatever. If you have questions, I want you to, I want to be able to be there, each of them. Can, Can pelvic floor PT also help with diastasis? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So just retraining that abdominal musculature Mm. to come back together. So activating the deeper core underneath. Mm. Sometimes kinesio tape can help with it too. I do a lot of cupping through the abdomen to encourage it to come back together. And yeah, if you've had the scar, any type of scarring, Mm -hmm. working through that scar and cupping through it and doing uh, cross friction over it and moving myofascial stuff over it can help it to get unstuck so that you Mm -hmm. have that normal mobility through the abdomen. Fascinating. Love it. Diastasis is when your abdominal muscles separate the wrong way after pregnancy and they're... And after pregnancy, like it's a normal accommodation of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much going to happen. They don't just like 
They yeah. Become concave instead of it's convex. like everything's <laughs> stretched there. So you, sometimes yeah. after pregnancy, it's hard to mm-hmm. it's hard to get those muscles to learn how to activate. Mm-hmm. So um, just retrain. So that's that. why I have the pooch. Totally has nothing to do with anything other than that. No, I, I, I have a, I have a, <laughs> yeah, I have a, a leftover. C- I have all this like a, yeah, a like, C-section well, shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just is there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. babies. But you know, people will say, oh, in the first in the morning, it's, it's, it's like pooch's ass. And I was like, because mm. you were breathing through your diaphragm all night while you were sleeping. It's engaging. Through. Fascinating. So if you just learn how to breathe. That right, is brand new information. It is. <laughs> so if we breathe that way all day long. Your pooch will get better. <sighs> and it's not all you had to do is breathe. What? I, I always say, if you're going to do one thing for your pelvic floor, breathe the right way. <laughs> I was like, wait, but now I need her to teach us how to breathe the right way. How do we breathe the right way? So if you have your hands on your abdomen, okay. when you take that deep breath in, your belly puffs out. Okay. And then as you expel all the air, the belly sucks in. And if you can coordinate that with <laughs> abdominal and even a key. And I can, and I can, oh, yes, you can. When you take a deep breath in and you're, if you imagine. You can feel it all the way through. And now I'm imagining <laughs> Now I'm imagining the points of the clock around like the like center of my core. You're like, where is it? Fascinating. Yeah. So just breathe and coordinate with the Kegel. Deep breath in. When I'm Your driving now, this is what I'm going to do. Do the Kegel with the out? With the exhale. Do yeah, the little, the little Kegel at the end, I'll say. So you push all that air out and then a little tiny squeeze. Everyone's doing Is Joe doing it too? I don't, I don't think I have a... <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> he's like down the rabbit hole in my computer you have a diaphragm and you can breathe Not like that's and a right. pelvic floor and a pelvic floor a little pelvic floor tidbit yes i love it i love it all right awesome so we're going to find alexis at carry integrative health and empower empower pelvic floor physical pelvic therapy. floor physical therapy is it empowered or empower 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 pelvic floor physical therapy.com and this has been really enlightening. And yes. I love this show. I'm, yes. I love Yay. this show. Like, I love recording with Sarah. I love our guest. This show was like, yeah. yeah. This was a great show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.